This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, October 27th, 2021, and we are back with a brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. After about a two-week hiatus, Paul and I are back. What is going on, Paul? Uh, It's been a crazy two weeks. A lot of things have changed in two weeks. (laughs) There's been a lot of AEW action. Unfortunately, we're going to try to condense this to about hours, so we're not going to recap it all. (laughs) But there's been a lot. Those uh, Saturday Saturday Night Dynamites kind of threw off our schedule a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I keep getting tagged in a video that apparently I look like some guy who did something uh, this past Saturday night that I have no clue who it is. Yeah, some guy... Over in the FWF, I yeah, you said that right. Yes, you uh, did. Looks kind of familiar to you, Paul. You might want to, uh, you know, put out some identity theft stuff going on. I know. Uh, might have found my doppelganger. You might have. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. It's too late on a Wednesday night to think straight right now, but uh, but no, that guy uh, he cut a pretty good promo. He might be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, gonna have to. Up he might be brought up more on this podcast going forward. But, we'll see. Uh, it's good to be live again, talking AEW Dynamite with everybody out there in uh, KOP land and AEW land. Uh, fun show tonight, Paul. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was excited for it to be back on Wednesday night. Yes. I was interested to, to see. I knew uh, Friday night they have uh, Dyna- or Rampage still So I was interested to see if they do Anything Halloween related tonight Which they did Yep yep. Which uh, last week when they kind of Hangman kind of hinted that To the Dark Order Hey the Elite's going to be in costumes So you better bring your, your bring your game So I was, yep. I was anxious to see What they're going to be dressed up as And we will get into that when we recap the main event But uh, recapping Dynamite tonight Which was live in Boston Massachusetts another show They'd waited a long time for. Um, I believe Boston was one of the original locations back in 2019, but they haven't ran a Boston show since because of the pandemic. Yeah. And it kicked off tonight with two birthday boys, Bobby Fish, who's celebrating a birthday today, and the best in the world, CM Punk, who celebrated a birthday yesterday. So happy belated birthday to CM Punk, and happy birthday to Bobby Fish. 
CM Punk came out first as expected. Loud crowd pop, loud reaction, just like it is everywhere he goes. Bobby Fish came out next. And commentators did mention just what I mentioned, that today's Bobby Fish's birthday. Yesterday was CM Punk's birthday. And uh, this was a hard-hitting match right from the get-go. Um, yeah. It was a fun characteristic of styles. Yeah, it was. Uh, these two have similar styles, yet they're opposing at the same time. Right. And it was just a very entertaining match to watch. One of those I never thought I'd get to see. Yeah, um, Bobby Fish, I mean, he's ever since joining... AEW, he's really been thrown into the fire in a lot of matches. Tony Khan seems to do that with a lot of new signees. He throws them in the loop for quite a bit of matches right off the bat, but then a lot of them we then don't see for quite a while. So hopefully that's that doesn't continue here with Bobby Fish. But Bobby Fish was really working CM Punk's leg during the match. Uh, CM Punk was really selling selling his leg, and Bobby Fish continued to work on the leg throughout the match. Towards the end of the match. Um, Punk went for the GTS, but Bobby Fish countered and uh, hit Punk with another inverted dragon screw. Punk then hit the GTS uh, finally and got the one, two, three. Uh, Fish kicked out, but he was a little too late after the ref's hand hit for the three count. Uh, CM Punk celebrates his first victory on AW Dynamite because this was his first Dynamite match. He's had a pay-per-view match. All the rest were Rampage matches. Yeah, and uh, I was honestly expecting some type of controversy to come from this pinfall uh it was i mean it was like within a half a second of each other it was close i thought it was only a two count but i'm a punk fan so i'm not gonna argue the win yep um and he uh he was wearing the lawn boys tonight you a fan mm-hmm. of those or do you like it better when he's in the trunks you know the verdict's still out for me on that one yeah. um as he's aged, I think those the long boys fit him better than the trunks do. Um, but I think he'll continue to bounce back and forth depending on his mood. I kind of like the long boys because it's just different. It's different. It's kind of, you know, his new attire in AEW. It kind of something yeah. he didn't do in WWE, so I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. But we're um, uh, come this Saturday, it'll be two weeks out from full gear, and we don't know what Punk's going to be doing yet. If anything, oh, you got to think he's got to be on there. I and I'm assuming our, our audience is smart. They're not dumb. They're 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 in the know. So I think we all saw the Tony Khan notebook photograph that went viral yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago. Most of those matches on there. I mean, Tony can say whatever he wants. Most of those matches are coming to fruition. It seems like mm-hmm. that written down there. But mm-hmm. Punk, I believe, was written down against Wardlow. If that's how do we get match, there? How do they get there in two weeks? I don't know how you get there in two weeks, honestly. But that's that's the fun thing that's keeping me on the edge of my seat because I want to see that match. I think it'd be great. Oh, I completely agree. It'd be absolutely fantastic match. Because I like Punk working with the bigger guys, and he would probably get the win over Wardlow. But I'm telling you, when once they pull the trigger on Warlow, which they're going to do, they're taking their time. Dude's going to be a huge star. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get more to Wardlow in uh, uh, just a little bit here. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. We'll see where they go with Punk before um, full gear. Then we got a uh, promo from Malachi Black, who lost to Cody Rhodes in the main event on Saturday night. 
he cut a promo about how the Nightmare family lost faith in Cody Rhodes. Malachi says it wasn't about pinfalls and that the house always wins and walked away. What do you think about this promo? And what do you th- what what did you think about the result from Saturday night's main event? I'm okay with the result from uh, Saturday night's main event because it leaves the door open for further black Cody setups. Um, I don't think this feud's done yet. I don't think it was a, a Cody gets the pinfall. We're done. I, yeah. I don't think that's how we're going to go. Yeah. And we'll, uh, I, I was fine with the result too. I mean, we're both Cody fans. I mean, we might be in the minority right now. It seems like, uh, yeah, you know, the AW fans definitely don't like Cody or they want to see him turn heel. Um, I got more thoughts on that when we get to talking about so do the I. promo tonight. So I don't so wanna, do I. don't want to share all my thoughts right now. We then got MGF with Warlow and Sean Spears by side against Bryce Donovan. And this is exactly what we thought it would be, a squash match as uh, MGF sent Donovan over the ropes, hit the pendulum pile drive right away, and pinned him for the quick win. He then starts cutting a promo and talks about how he wants to avoid uh, fat Boston women. He then says Boston uh, accents are disgusting. Then he starts insulting Darby Allen and says Allen is too scared to show up to work now. The screen appears dark, and they show a video in which we see Darby attack someone at a concert. This is actually after MGF and uh, the rest of the pinnacle teased Sting's entrance. But then after this video showing that of Darby attacking someone at the conference at a con- concert, uh, Sting's in the ring. The lights come back on. Sting attacks Warlow and Spears with the bat. MGF retreats. It's outside of the ring. But then we see Darby Allen in the crowd. MGF runs away again. MGF then, uh, or Darby then attacks Spears. Before they head out to, for commercial break, uh, Darby Allen challenges MGF to a match at full gear. Yes, and of course, obviously, we think, I personally think uh, MGF's going to accept it. Yeah, it looked like he was mouthing that. Um, yeah, that's definitely where they've been building. That was no surprise. I didn't know if Darby would return this week or next week when they're in Kansas City, but it was this week. I'm really looking forward to that match. That's two of the, you know, the the four pillars of AW. They're calling them uh, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, MJF. I mean, you can argue there's a lot more pillars than that, but those are kind of the four. That's the T-shirt out there on shopaw.com. So, yep, four. <laughs> so these are two of those four pillars. Uh, it's gonna be a fun one at Full Gear. Now I know. Um... This can be argued a couple different ways, but Darby's gimmick tonight when he came standing ringside. I personally uh, have been watching Doom Patrol on HBO Max, and he reminded me a lot of uh, Negative Man. Some people will say that was more of the Invisible Man gimmick, but if you've ever seen Doom Patrol, you'll you'll feel more of the Negative Man reference there with uh, Darby who is a comic book fan, so it could okay. be very well fitting. This is your world. I am lost on the shuffle here. I've never watched an episode and don't know anything about it. So, I will If you're a Brandon Fraser fan, you would love the show. Okay. Brandon Fraser. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What Are you getting tired at all of Sting Darby team? Yes and no. Um, you're kind of the same way. I, I think it's time for... Darby to step away from Sting and Sting kind of say, look, you know, I've helped you. It's time you go do this on your own. But then again, Darby always gets put up against somebody who's got that backup. So there's Sting to come in and help Darby. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do like that they're using the pinnacle a little more. 
even though it's MGF and his, you know, sidekick Warlow and now his other accountability buddy, Sean Spears, how I liked that promo last week that he, he surprised Spears by that. And, and, you know, they keep kind of planting some seeds with the Warlow turn eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure that the pinnacle's a thing anymore. Well, we've seen MJF with FTR, and we've seen him with Spears and Warlow. We just haven't seen them all together. And they keep refer- or referring to the pinnacle. Yeah, but more MJF and Spears refer to it here yep. lately. Now, FTR has a couple of times, but you definitely see, of course, MJF because it's his brainchild and Spears just because Spears wants to belong to something. Yeah, they we really haven't seen him as a whole since they lost Stadium Stampede against the Inner Circle. No, we have not. That was back in May. Yeah. So we really thought this year was going to be the year of the pinnacle, and it has not been. It, no, no, it has not. But uh, Except yeah, for that, FTR. Congratulations for to them. They call themselves the greatest luchadors ever. Yeah. Um, and and they're going to get a tag team title shot too. So their second one. Yes, yes. Uh, but I'm looking for that MGA. Looking forward to that MGAF Darby Allen match for sure. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, backstage, Tony Schiavone's interviewing Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Tony informs Britt that she will have to face Abaddon Friday night on Rampage since she walked out on her match on the Chris Jericho cruise. This match is going to be a no disqualification match. If Abaddon gets a victory. She gets a title shot against Britt. Yeah. Interesting. It's just interesting <laughs> to me because I and I've I've been on record. I don't watch dark or dark elevation um regularly, like I thought I would. So I can't recall the last time I've seen Abaddon on TV. Mm, no. And then she gets thrown into a big time spotlight match on Rampage. Just just interesting. This is one of those this is one of those matches that I have a problem with from TK because he does it so many times. You win, you get a shot at the belt. If not, eh, you're out of here. Right. Right. And when do they win? They don't win. Exactly. I mean, it would be a miracle for her to win. Now, of course, she is kind of a Halloween character. Yeah, she is. So maybe, but fitting to get her on since it is that time of year and we're coming up on Halloween on, on Sunday. But I don't I just remember you know, last year, I thought they had something with her. It was just something so different compared to anybody else in the company, and then they didn't do much with it. I mean, no, she had I put her buzzing that one night when she destroyed Anna Jay. I also think she had an injury that nobody talked you, about. You are right; she did get injured um, in the match later on. You know, forgot about that. But you know, yeah, I think that's kind of what ruined that momentum for her. We then got a TNT Championship match. Ethan Page as the challenger against Sammy Guevara, the champion. Uh, this match became a, began hot right away when Sammy ran down to the ring and attacked uh, Ethan Page right away. Um, hit him with a few knees, sending Page to the outside before he even had taken his ring gear off. Uh, Sammy then hit Page with a huge big dive over the top rope. Um, the bell... Hadn't even ran yet, and Sammy just kept the beat down going on Ethan Page. Finally, he got him in the ring, and the bell rang. Um, this was one of the more fun matches on the card tonight. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, I mean, I think I don't think any of us really thought Ethan Page was going to win the title. No, but he definitely wasn't going to look weak either. Right. Um, 
uh, back in, towards the end of the match. We saw Ethan Page uh, appear to go for the Avalanche Falcon Arrow, but Sammy cowered, cowered it into a Hurricanrana. Uh, Guevara then pinned Ethan Page to get the win, but after the match, Ethan attacked Sammy and Scorpio Sky ran down to join in on the attack. And then, however, the inner circle ran down to say to the ring to make the save because Jericho's music hit. Jericho had the microphone, tell Scorpio Sky that he respects him because he's faced him twice and lost, and then insults uh, Ethan Page. Jericho then says that the five-on-five match against America's top team is official at full gear and will be a Minneapolis street fight. Ugh. Here we go again. Yes, I... I love the inner circle. Don't get me wrong. Every member in there is great. Hager, maybe not so much. Keep him away from the mic and he's great. Um, I still wouldn't even say great. (laughs) Uh, Okay. He's he's talented in multiple areas. Let's put it that way. Just not on the mic. Um, (laughs) But again, a five on five, a street fight. Like I text you. It's the inner circle versus this group of five guys. Insert city name, street fight. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, I mean, they kind of did their split off feuds from the inner circle, which I liked. And I didn't mind them all getting back together. And I still don't mind them going against America's top team. But yeah, it's got to be a street fight. And Sammy does get to pick the three members of America's top team, um, which I'm blanking on all their names off the top of my head. Um, you and me both. It'll be interesting. I don't to see know their names. Lambert and America's top team around after full gear. I mean, they got this whole thing going, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous that they don't. I I don't mind Lambert being there. I mean, I think he does okay promo work. He's got a lot of heat with the crowd, but I don't really think he need to be teamed up with um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. No, he could have came in by himself and gotten just as much heat and not involved. Really doing for those two guys, it's not really doing anything. They've got a well. Ethan Page wasn't even part of the tag team that beat Jericho and Hager. Were was he? No, exactly. So it's literally as men of the year. It's done nothing for them apart from put the name back in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. And Scorpio Sky is one talent we had talked about in the past. We could see leaving the company next year. Well, that's not going to happen. He signed a five-year nope. extension recently. So we were way off there. Yeah. Good for him. I just, um, I mean, they're definitely going to use him more going forward, I think. Yep. We then see Shivani again standing backstage and interviewing Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson. They're going to be facing each other in the semifinals of the Full Gear um, AW World Heavyweight Champion Eliminator Tournament, whatever proper name's called. Um, Kingston says he is a hard worker and not to talk about him unless you walked a mile in his shoes. He's referring to Brian Danielson saying that Eddie doesn't work hard outside the ring. Danielson says that the Eddie Kingston that this is the Eddie Kingston that Brian wanted to see. Uh, Danielson says that Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are two of the toughest wrestlers he's been in the ring with. And this Friday he will beat Kingston. I think he will. Oh, I, I think we already know what the final matchup is going to be at Full Gear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, look at the cards. I don't see Eddie beating uh, Brian Danielson. I don't see Orange Cassidy beating Mox. No, not after the mood Mox has been in. Jeez. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah. 
we didn't see the Lucha Bros challenge FTR to a tag team championship match at full gear, like kind of alluded to earlier. FTR lost the tag team titles to the Young Bucks last year at full gear. Do they win them back from the Lucha Bros? I don't know. I, I'm torn mm-hmm. because they beat them for the AAA right. tag team titles. So are they going to put both belts on them or is this setup the way to keep both titles on the show frequently? Because whenever either team seems to hold both golds, AEW takes prominent, obviously, because that's the main company that's uh, showcasing those titles right now. And then AAA is kind of forgotten about. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll, uh, I'll keep my pick in the holster until two weeks from now. Which two weeks from now, I, I should make a program note. Next week, we will be live again right after Dynamite Wednesday night. The following week, Paul and I are actually both going to be at the Indianapolis show live in person. So we won't be doing the show Wednesday night. If it works with Paul's schedule, I haven't talked to them about this till right now. We will record Thursday night that week. We'll recap Dynamite and do our predictions for full gear. Yeah, that works because um, I'm busy the 13th, so I've got to watch full gear on repeat. Yes, I knew you were uh, yeah, going to be busy. So Can't allude to what I'm doing or anything, but, uh, you know. Uh, follow us on social media. You might, you might <laughs> see something. Yeah. Uh, the TBS Women's Championship first round tournament going on. A good match, a rematch between Akira Shida and Serena Deeb. I had to check my clock when this one came on the TV because I'm like, it's not 9.30 yet. Oh, it's 9 o'clock. No, but those have been the uh, second-hour kickoffs here lately, and I'm yes. enjoying that. And I like that because that's usually when he thinks he's got a big uh, women's match on the card. He puts it a little earlier. So, yep. This was a fun one, Paul. This had me on the edge it of my was. seat. Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, what way this match was going. Um, it ended up going the way I wanted it to. No offense against Serena Deeb or anything, but... Uh, yeah, I was happy with the outcome. I mean, back and forth, hard hitting. Um, towards the end of the match, we see Serena Deep counter a rising knee strike into a half crab. She then uh, put the inverted figure four leg lock on. She raked the eyes of Sheeta when Sheeta had the 50th um, milestone black and then yeah. handed it to the ref or the ref took it away. When, when the ref had her back turned, that's when uh, – that's when Deeb raked the eyes. She went for the roll-up. However, Sheeta kicked out. Sheeta got up and rolled up Deeb and pinned her for the one, two, three. After the match, Shereen and Deeb went crazy, taking out Akira Sheeta's leg, and then began attacking uh, Sheeta's leg with a chair. Then we finally got multiple referees and Jerry Lynn out there and uh, telling Serena Deeb to release the hold. So mm-hmm. I, I pretty much thought she turned a couple weeks ago. I told you um, if anybody was in doubt about that, she definitely turned tonight full-time heel which Absolutely. she's better she's better as a heel so yeah yeah you, you know why right you know why she's heel she's straight not straight edge, edge anymore yeah. she needs to be straight edge she wouldn't have gone crazy tonight <laughs> but uh, good win for Sheeta. i they flashed the bracket up after this i didn't pay any close enough attention to see the matchups upcoming uh Sheeta will take on nyla rose that's about that's as right. far as i saw which they've had a handful of matches together against each other so should yep. be another good one. Backstage, we saw Leo Rush with Dante Martin and Tony Schiavone. Leo mentions that Mike's, Mike Seidel is hurt. Because of that, his debut will have to wait. Rush then says we'll see Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel this Friday night on Rampage. That should be a high-flying fun one. 
Yeah, although I am confused. Dante seemed like he was just staring off into space. He's been he's been that way on the promos. He you can tell he doesn't want Leo Rush's help. Yeah. Leo Rush is kind of a a heel while trying to get face. Yeah. Yeah. So Darius should be eh, Darius probably isn't (laughs) gonna be back till February or March though with his right. Right. So we'll see what happens. But Dante's a star in the making. Um and Leo Rush is great too. I mean, I, I want to see those guys together, see what they can do. Um, yeah, this should be a fun one Friday night, but I think Dante goes over Seidel. Oh, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's time for that win for Dante over Seidel. We then got an AEW Full Gear World Title Eliminator Tournament match. There we go. That's the proper name of it. Ten of the Dark Order, Preston Vance against John Moxley. Ten came out first. Moxley's out second. You got to remember, these two have had history. Um, and Mox's feud with the late great Brody Lee, he broke Tin's arm last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perfect timing, though, because Ten had some problems with his knee at about the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So it gave him some time to take off for both injuries. Um, but yeah, uh, that wasn't forgotten, you can tell. No, Mox, like I said, made his way to the ring, and he hit Ten with a released German suplex. Moxley went for another German suplex, but Ten avoids him and pushes Mox away. Ten to Moxley go outside the ring. Moxley attacks Ten and begins ripping his mask and biting him. Moxley gets back in, back in the ring. Ten does too, but Ten's just gushing blood. Uh, Ten hits Moxley with a big back elbow. Ten backs away, which was a mistake as Moxley hit Ten with a lariat. And then the paradigm shift for the quick one, two, three. Moxley leaves the ring. He will now face Orange Cassidy next in the next round of the World Title Eliminator Tournament. And Moxley was in a mood. He uh, hmm. walked up, kicked, uh, kind of pulled a fan out of the way, kicked the uh, barricade, did the same thing on the way out. So uh, Yeah, I don't want to be those two fans. <laughs> no. Got a question here from AJ Noel. Hey, fellas, do you think Charlotte Flair will join Andrade and be all elite sooner than later? If so, would it be good TV to have them together or separate? Okay. Um, well, I think eventually she will. Um, I think Vince is just going to try to keep her going. Vince is already, or Charlotte's already unhappy with Vince. That was very well known, uh, ahead of this past or this Monday night's raw, uh, with the title exchange. So I think that was on SmackDown. Was it on SmackDown? Yeah. Okay. I just, I, I saw the tweet that Charlotte was unhappy and yep. didn't want to just exchange it because it made what her I've felt like Fightful, she was weak. Yeah, they had the whole um, spot planned of the belt exchange, which is stupid, which they just did last year with um, the Usos and um, not the Usos, the New Day and um, Street Profits. They did that last year with the tag team titles once they went to different brands. So they were both exchanged the belts. Charlotte Flair didn't really agree with that spot. She threw the belt down, which was not supposed to be in the script. And when they got backstage, Becky Lynch was pissed, saying she felt like she made her look bad. Sonya Deville was supposedly so mad that she wanted to fight Flair. They got Flair out of the building before uh, Becky returned from her dark match. Uh, there's a lot of things that Charlotte supposedly in her camp is not happy with creative wise. And uh, some of her camp would like her to supposedly get out of her contract early, but they don't think that's going to be possible. Yeah. So she may end up being one of those that 
rides it out at home. Um, she's be, not allowed but... to get out of her contract, but Vince is going to make her sit at home. Or Vince could do the Vince thing and uh, force her to compete every single show, every single week until her contract is up. I mean, this always could be at work, too. We could it be could. all getting worked. Because um, the WWE's in an interesting place with this one because Charlotte Flair is one of their biggest superstars and one their they it seems like they want her to break the uh, all-time championship record. Um, but yeah, if she does hit free agency, you got to think all elite wrestling will be her home and she'll be going as Ashley Flair. Yes. And um, I don't think... Well, no, I, I think they would be better together. I was going to say I think they should be separate, but no, because originally they were going to have uh, Rick join and join Andrade, and, well, we know how things went with Rick. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be Charlotte taking his place. Yeah, I don't think Rick Flair's coming to AEW or any other promotion anytime soon after that Dark Side of the Ring nope. documentary on the plane ride from hell. So. Nope. We then see FTR accept the challenge from the Lucha Bros and say they will go down as one of the greatest tag teams of all time after winning at full gear. And again, my predictions will dictate what I feel on that. We then see Cody Rhodes make his way uh, ringside before heading to a commercial break. He's getting booed out of the building. We return from the commercial break and the Boston crowd still booing him heavily. Cody says he hears them. Uh, and he mentions that he almost used the pedigree, but he didn't say pedigree, but he alluded to it last week. Another when he, move when he ultimately hit the Tiger Driver 98, but he decided not to because it would have been the easy way out. Cody talks about how his wife Brandy Rose is too hot for him, and that Dustin Rhodes, his brother, is better bell to bell in a definite Hall of Famer. Uh, Cody says he won't pander, but he uh, loves you guys, the fans. All his life, always will. He apologizes to everyone in the Nightmare family. He tells Arn Anderson it, sh- it is a damn honor, honor to stand in the ring with him, and he apologizes. Then he gets inter- interrupted by Andrade El Iulo. He interrupts Cody and says that he has made some stupid choices, and the first was that stupid tattoo on his neck, which the crowd popped. The second mistake was getting into his business. Andrade comes out and says that he can make Cody's a little bitch. The lights go out, turn back on. And then there is Malachi Black standing next to Andrade. He sprays the Black Mist into the eyes of Cody Rhodes. Andrade and Malachi begin attacking Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson. Then Pack makes the save, and he gets both Malachi and Andrade to retreat. Interesting set of teams here that have formed between Andrade and Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes and Pack. Yes. Now, one thing I got to say about this. Um, and I, I've been waiting. I didn't even text you this because I wanted to do it right here to get your reaction live. Heels don't do what the fans want. Cody refuses to turn heel. The fans want him heel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a heel move. Absolutely. 100% is. There's a reason he comes down the middle. Mm-hmm. He's he's a heel in his own way. He he's is. got some heel tactics in the ring at times. And that promo started out kind of heelish, too. Right. And I think may- maybe maybe he waits until the crowd gets back on his side eventually. Then he flips. Well, see, here's what I found uh, even more interesting. He didn't come out in a suit tonight. He did it was not. jeans that cut off and tennis shoes and, and the jacket. Th- this, and he threw the jacket and the shoes in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, The screen was different. Yeah. The screen was different tonight. The colors were different. Everything was a little different which I'm, I'm good with. 
Um, I like the promo. I thought he cut a really passionate promo tonight. Um, I still think one of these days he's going to turn heel. I just don't know when. Because the more he says in interviews that he's never going to turn heel, I'm like, you also said you were never going to use the name Cody Rhodes, even if you were able to. Yeah. So, um, but what do you think about these two teams? I like it, honestly. Um, It's an interesting mix-up. It keeps both those feuds going at the same time. Um, I mean, I've always been a big fan of keep the feud going, but they don't have to face each other each and every week. It can be a tag team or like uh, Rampage or next Wednesday when it's Cody versus Andrade. You know, you can expect Malachi to interrupt that, and you can expect Pac to come down as well. Yeah, and this is interesting. Like the uh, Pac and um, or Pac and Cody's relationship is kind of like you're the enemy of my enemy, so we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Malachi and Andrade. It's interesting going back to the WWE days. Andrade's manager was Selena Vega, who is the wife of Malachi Black. Yep. Nice little tie-ins. So yeah, stir the pot. So that's. Back to AJ's question of if Charlotte jumps over to AEW, would she be on screen with Andrade? I still think there's a spot for her if they wanted to do that. But oh, yeah, I, I think, think so Charlotte too. would be definitely one of their top. She would be one of their top, if not the top, woman in their division. So I don't know. As long as I will say this: if she comes to All Elite, as long as they don't do what Vince did, which was, oh, you lost the title here, give it two weeks, you'll be champ again. Oh, you lost the title, give it right, three weeks, you'll be champ again. With her, yep. Yeah, that's how she became the most decorated champ in history is because she won it every other month. I was a little surprised seeing Andrade and Cody next week on Dynamite. I thought that might be a full gear match. It could set up for a uh, tag match at full gear. That's kind of what I'm thinking of because I'm thinking that Cody's going to be on the card somewhere, but I'm, I'm really not sure what or the, like like Punk, not sure what he's going to be doing yet. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a little tag match, you know, quick little 10-minute tag match even. I'd be okay with that. You know one guy, he wasn't even on the program tonight. We haven't seen him wrestle since he lost his titles, Miro. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe they're going to rework him, and uh, maybe Lana is the best, joins us. Maybe. It's uh, it's interesting. Um you know, he keeps talking about wanting a rematch. Well, AEW doesn't really do rematches for the title, at least not right away. No, you've got to earn that back. Um, AJ's got a little comment there for you, Paul. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Rip Ryerson Jr. I-, I keep getting told I look like him, but uh, I guess, you know, it is what it is. I, I could do it um but uh i don't think it needs to be done again once was good enough one of these days one of these days we'll get it out of you maybe rip ryerson will just show up on kop one day yeah i mean maybe i need to get a hold of this guy and get him on here so we can get you both in the same place at the same time and squash this rumor yeah maybe if that's possible i don't know i hear he's pretty busy Never say never in the world of KOP. <laughs> never um, say never in professional wrestling. That's true. That's true. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up when we were talking about Miro, you were, you said Lana, was I saw uh, Wyndham, good old Wyndham, Bray Wyatt tonight tweeted two more days. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it, according to a lot of the internet sources, 
he's most likely headed to Impact Wrestling. Yes. And um, as is Adam Shear, a.k.a. Braun Strowman. Those two would do great there, mm-hmm. uh, either in singles or as a tag team. Mm-hmm. I would love to see either one of them there. Unless he pops up on Rampage somehow Friday night. Um, no. I don't think so either. Well, look at the timing. Rampage is taped. Oh, is it taped this week? It's not live I this think. week? I think. Okay. Now okay. you're making me question myself. No, you're probably right. I, uh, I, yeah, I didn't pay attention. So I know next week it's live in St. Louis. Next Friday night. Yeah, see, they said live in St. Louis, but I, I didn't hear him say anything about live Friday night. They and of just course, said it's live in Friday. Minneapolis in two weeks. Because they always do live for the go home. Yes. Um, I'm still trying to find it. I got to okay. get past our main but, event. But the, the, the one thing I wanted to make a point of before we get to the main event was I'm fine if they bring in some new talents. I mean, they're bringing in Tony Nice, which I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. But I want them to kind of wait and leave something in the holster for early 2022. Hmm. I'm hoping that's Kevin Steen. We'll I agree. I agree. By the way, it uh, I just came across a promo, uh, and it does not say live Friday night. It just says Friday at 10. Uh, that would be taped. Okay. So that answers that. We then got a, the big tag match in the main event, which was the Dark Order, which consists of tonight John Silver, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson against the Elite, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Kenny Omega, with Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler at ringside. Uh, the Dark Order makes their way to the ring. Everyone's dressed in Halloween costumes. We had Silver was Bambi. Um, Evil Uno was a cowboy. Cowboy. Uh, Cole hey, Commander was Brandon Cutler. And uh, Stu Grayson was... Um, <laughs> oh, I've seen that character before. It's the God of War series. I know that. Thank you. Yeah, Silver with the red, red stripe. And then the Elite came out as the Ghostbusters. And did you happen to see Ruckus's tweet? I did not. I, I retweeted it from our KOP account. Let me go bring it up here. It was it was a good one. So Mikey Ruckus does the music for uh, All Elite Wrestling, right? And he says, got the call at 5.30. We need a Ghostbusters-type track. Stuck in traffic till 6.15 p.m. Started producing at 8.28. Computer froze at 7.18. Lost 30 minutes of progress. Didn't panic. Reworked. Mixed. Delivered at 8.03 p.m. I effing love my job. <laughs> so he did that all tonight. Kratos was who's um, yeah. Oh, was Stu Grayson's. Stu Grayson, yeah. Okay. Kratos. But uh, I thought that was really cool. At first I'm like, oh, new music for uh, BT <laughs> and Elite. I, yeah. And it was, who are you going to call? The, the Elite. elite. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So very, I just like how these guys, they are having fun and pissing people off. They're having the time and of their lives getting heat. And it's great. It's yep. great. It is. It is. It's what wrestling should be. Fun match overall here. A lot of good spots. A lot of comic spots. Uh, we saw the Young Bucks run the ropes and stop and kiss Adam Cole on the cheeks before kicking Stu Grayson. Um we saw Grayson get some good moves in. We saw the elite uh, get their what were they calling those packs? Uh, proton packs. Proton packs, and they all hit every member of the Dark Order with them. They four man powerbomb Cabana, 
which I'm glad they got him up for the powerbomb, unlike Luchasaurus at Grand Slam. Got him up, powerbomb on the proton packs. Um, there was a ton going on. We saw Matt Jackson accidentally take out Rick Knox. I really think that was the first ref bump we've seen in AEW. Uh, it's been a few months at least. Yep. yep. Um, we, we, we saw, uh, the elite, each member hit, uh, dark order with a low blow. Um, that's before they put the proton packs on. I should be, should say the elite began attacking someone dressed as a horse at the, <laughs> at the top of the ramp. Um, they hit him with, um, a low blow, I believe, uh, BT trigger, and then, and I knew where this was going. I think everybody did because the, the horse is kind of waving his arms that they're not listening to him. And they take off the horse head and it is revealed that it is none other than Brandon Cutler with his mouth duct taped shut. Um, and this is why the Dark Order, everybody takes out all the other members of the Elite and it's just Mac Jackson. He turns around and Puff, the marshmallow man, takes off his mask and it is none other than Hangman Adam Page, uh, loudest pop of the night. Hangman takes Matt Jackson out, and the rest of the Dark Order attacks the Elite. Page hits a dead eye on um, on Omega, and Grayson pins Matt Jackson for the upset win for the Dark Order. Yeah, I am okay with that win. It was such a stupid thing at the end, but it was great, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, when was the last time we saw something like that on AEW? been a while yeah they can have those every once in a while yep yep it's it's what it is it's comical it's fun it's entertaining that's what wrestling should be yep um but yeah big win for the dark order gets the uh dark order that big win that they need to uh kind of keep everybody saying dark order can still do this so and it's I'm gonna happy be a for fun them. um bt bit with cutler coming up yeah on say what you want about color but he's fantastic He's a great comedic role. Yes, he is. Perfect. I'm glad they found something for him to do other than tag. <laughs> and I want to make note, we didn't, we haven't seen Doc Gallows or, or um, Carl Anderson on TV for three or four weeks. Rumor has it amongst the internet that the deal between Impact and AEW is done after Bound for Glory, Bound for Glory um, came to an end over the weekend. Yep. Yep. I know it is definitely done with uh, Don Callis. I've seen more that it is done with Don Callis yep. and then rumored that it might be done altogether. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, if it is done, I don't know. I don't know if either company got out of it what they thought they were going to. No, no, I, mean, it, I don't it think like so. such a big story when it started the year off, but it didn't really. Go. I mean, Mega had the belt for a while. Then Christian, mm-hmm. which was cool. And speaking of Christian, we haven't seen him on AEW for a while. No, we haven't seen him. Um, CD made his return to Impact. Yep. So I don't know what's going on. A lot of guys that could get in the mix for full gear, but we're only two weeks away come Saturday. So things got to start happening yeah. here soon. <laughs> yeah. means we could have a very action-packed show next week or uh, in November. Yeah, um, which is next week. In Indy. Yeah. In Indy. Yeah, Two Indy, weeks away. The go home dynamite or yeah. even rampage the um, night before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But another fun show. Um, grade between zero to 10 and wrestler of the night. Seven and a half. Okay. I'm going um, eight. Oh, okay. Okay. I almost went eight, but 
I don't know. I just, I felt that there were a few moments that could have been done a little bit better. Um, that, that camera guy with the, the Mohawk could have moved a little bit more instead of let the camera sit there and shake on uh pock at the end of that little segment. When he's, flipping off, when he's flipping off Malachi and, and Peck. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed pretty much every match. My least favorite might've been the opener. And I hate saying that about CM Punk match. It just, yeah, it was predictable for me. Um, oh yeah. Loved Cody's promo tonight. I thought it was a really good promo. Um, I'm still a Cody Rhodes fan. I don't care if I get crapped on for it, but I am Uh fun main event. Like we said, comedic, entertaining, great woman's match tonight. Uh, just a lot of things I enjoyed. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I went first with the grade. You go first with the wrestler. Ooh, tough one. I'm going to go with Stu Grayson. Okay. He picked up the win for the dark okay. order. He had the nice moonsault off the top turnbuckle, taking out most of the elite. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers in AEW. All right. Um, well, I'm going a little bit interesting. The guy didn't actually have a match tonight, but I'm going with Pac. Pac. Uh, it's nice to see him on TV when he gets the chance to be on TV. He does uh, a lot of his missing. Kicks are fantastic. God, I love yes. his kicks. And the poor guy misses so much because, you know, he gets back home and then they tell him well you can't leave now so right. now he's got to miss work a bunch and the poor guy's had like five storylines that have fallen apart so anytime he gets to be on my screen i'm happy with it yeah and then this new little alliance and he started a new alliance that i'm yeah, all about yeah with with cody it's pretty neat something oh one thing i do want to make mention of the cody promo i forgot i thought Arn was turning on the night uh yeah, he has that like turn it. and arm was kind of messing with his like hands and his ring. I'm like, he's gonna give him a spine on the pine, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Arn took quite the bump and quite the beating in that uh after promo beatdown. So props to Arn for that. Yep. Yep. He's been taking so. some bumps. I mean, he took the mist last week after hitting the spine on the yeah. pine on uh, against um oh Andrade's little yeah, I don't I don't keep track of his name. Yeah, which <laughs> speak you remember he got rid of Chavo a couple weeks and we haven't seen Chavo yeah. since. No, we have not. No, we which have I not. I thought that was gonna be so Rick could come in and be at his side, but uh Well, I think that's originally what was planned and then they were kinda in the midst of that oh Chavo's gone thing and then the right. Rick thing happened and they went, I guess you're without Chavo now. <laughs> yep. What uh what was your spot of the night tonight? Ooh, my spot of the night. I forgot we were doing this. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, I know um, we haven't recorded since October 7th. So Yeah, I know. I'm going with the whole Cody promo. The whole thing from start to finish. Uh, to box sitting down and flipping everybody off. I okay. loved it. I'll go with the ending. Um, Hangman being the puffed marshmallow man and then hitting uh, Matt Jackson with the lariat and then hitting Omega with the dead eye. It popped me. I like love seeing Heyman back on TV. Can't wait yeah. for his match against Kenny at Full Gear. Yep, and I'm not going to give away uh, my prediction because you know I got to win my belt back. I would reach for the belt, but it's out of reach right now, so I can't mm-hmm. go get grab it on camera. But yeah, that's the uh, we haven't. It's been a while. So, I mean, it's been since all out since the belt's been on the line. So it's I've been enjoying this nice little reign, even though I'm not a fighting champion. Yeah, I'm a fighting champion, and you're like, nah, when's the next pay-per-view? You can challenge then, maybe. Pretty much, pretty much. But it'll be on the line 
uh, in two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't can't hide anymore. Got to put it up on the line. Can't be like Triple H in the Evolution days. Well, you could. I could if I wanted to, but man, who yeah. wants to be like him? No. Shots fired. Uh, one thing I did want to point out tonight, I know we talked about all the wrestling on this podcast, at least more than any other promotion, but uh, Ring of Honor, ROH, is releasing everybody. Um, it sounds like effective right after their December pay-per-view. Everybody, well, people can leave, I think, right now, but they're going to keep on their contracts until then. And then the guys who have the longer contracts, like, for instance, till March, they'll still get paid to March. So... Uh, Reign of Honor is going to take a hiatus. They are planning on a return sometime in 2022 with a whole new look, probably a new roster, but uh, did not see that coming. I did not either. Uh, you tweeted or you sent me the tweet from uh, Meltzer. Meltzer that they were releasing everybody on their roster. And then I sent you the follow up that said uh, they're taking the full first quarter of 2022 off. That's a lot of good talent that's going to end up with other promotions, whether it's AEW, WWE, MLW, Impact, New Japan, GCW, wherever. Um, that's a lot of good because Reno House, Reno Honor's got a lot of good talent. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of hey, I promise if you stick with us, just just bear with us. If you come back when we come back, we'll give right. you this. You're right, because Reno Honor, you know, you know, they've been around for years and have a, had a lot of talent come through. I mean, Brian Danielson, Punk. Seth Rollins, Punk, Samoa Joe. Um, they've had a majority of the AEW roster. I mean, Cody was there for a little bit. The Unbucks. Adam Colt Cole, Cabana, Colt Cabana, Adam CD, Cole. Frankie Kazarian, um, list goes on and on and on. So Kevin I mean, Stein, um, yeah. One at one time it was the number two promotion in America, and now they're yep. way down the bottom of the barrel. It's too bad though because they did do the right thing during the pandemic. They didn't release anybody the whole time. Well, not due to the pandemic. Not but. due to the pandemic, but. <laughs> um, Yes, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but there's going to be a lot more free agents up for grabs again. Yep, yep, because uh, even though they say they released absolutely nobody, I will not let them forget they released a villain. They did, but I mean, AEW creative released, differences. AEW released some talents due to that too. So right, right. WWE it, released some. I mean, everybody. Yeah, it wasn't pandemic related. It no, was the Me Too movement. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else you want to bring up or talk about in the world of AEW or professional wrestling? Um, well, I know my belt will be back where it belongs here um, as of November 14th. Just go keep working on your promos. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice stab there. I think I got a pretty good one going on there. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, there's a, a no, I'm saying you the 13th. Promos, you're going to need it when you're whining when you don't have the belt back. So. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I, I've got my victory promo already ready to go. So well, we're you, good there. You just wasted a bunch of time <laughs> and, and paper doing that. So <sighs> who needs paper? It's all right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> now ask me what it is in two weeks and I'll probably go. Uh, no, it's uh, we're on we're on the road to full gear. It's uh, yep. it's fun. We got Rampage coming up Friday night. We got Dynamite next Wednesday from Kansas City. We got Rampage from St. Louis, 
And then, because uh, originally Full Gear was supposed to be November 6th in St. Louis. That got changed to November 13th in Minneapolis. Then we got Dynamite the following week in Indianapolis, Rampage, and then Full Gear in Minneapolis. A lot of Appluses going on. <laughs> um, yes, should be fun. We'll both be in the crowd uh, in the Indianapolis show. You might be seen on camera. I most likely will not. Uh, If I sit where I sat last time, I'm going to be on the hard camera side. So don't think I'll get seen. But maybe an interview with an AEW talent could be coming onto the airwaves of uh, KLP in the future. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully very soon. Uh, I got to send that email out actually tomorrow. So, yeah. Yep. It'll be nice. Uh, go on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kicking Out Podcast. We got t-shirts on there. We have a special Halloween themed t-shirt right now. It's orange with black lettering. Get that since we're in the Halloween season. It's Sunday. We're almost done with it. But we also have other KOP design shirts. Please go support our podcast. We're AEW fans like you doing this show for you. We love the conversation. We love the interaction. We love all elite wrestling. We'll even talk other promotions like we did a little bit tonight. So um, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at kicking out pod. Our handles are right here on the screen for, for you listening out there in the audio world. My handle on Twitter and Instagram is at Tannerly92. Paul's is at Paul Zartman 921 And you can also like us on Facebook. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can always find our live episodes on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. That would be great. Tell your friends about us. Tell your family. Am I forgetting anything, Paul? No, I think you just covered my whole closing I bit. Did. So I kind of did. I, was I, I don't know what else to say here. That's why I'm like, I was sitting over here stroking what little facial hair I got going, yeah. man, what do I say now? Hey, I'm trying to get your <laughs> promo juices flowing. I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Ed, don't forget, since you have the hat on, uh, if you're interested in a KOP hat, Reach out to Tanner for all the details on how to get in touch with the guy who made that hat for you, yep. him. And you'll be not only supporting KOP, but you'll be supporting the gentleman who created the hat. Yes, and I got the banner right here, Hofstitch. You can find him on Instagram at Hofstitch underscore leather. So there you go. And with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next Wednesday night as we kick out yet another podcast.